Hey, good morning, everybody. This edition of Sunday Prep is actually happening on Sunday morning instead of Saturday night like we normally do. Uh, we had some friends over last night. We had a great time. And so uh, we're coming to you this morning just to uh, go over God's word with you in preparation for today's services. So whether you're going to church online or you're blessed to be able to go in person, we hope that you're going anticipating for God to do something great. And uh, we've been going through a short series on how to pray. And so today we're going to be looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to be talking specifically about about unceasing prayer and thanksgiving. And so another important aspect of prayer involves continual prayer in which we develop this ongoing, never-ending conversation with God as we go throughout our day. And so continual prayer allows us to go throughout this day and then during the day that we'll follow God and we can live in joy, we can overcome anxiety, we can express our gratitude, and we can experience His, his presence in any kind of circumstance. And so uh, for me, this has been a big deal. Uh, this is something that I continually work on and that I continually fail at having this continual time of prayer. I have been guilty of going to God only when I've gone everywhere else and it just wasn't enough. I've been guilty of not going to God in, for, in the little things and only going to God in the ginormous things. Um, I'm thinking about the idea of what it means to have unceasing prayer, but at the same time, having unceasing thanksgiving because of the unceasing prayer. And that's something that I want us to look at today. And so we saw last week that Jesus taught his followers to enter into an upper room or an inner room, like a closet to pray to our father who is in secret. And Matthew 6, 6 talked about that. And when we enter into the secret place, we can view it as this devotional style of life and this devotional style of prayer where we set aside an uninterrupted time to do what? To withdraw from the busyness, to withdraw from the distractions, to withdraw from the rest of life in order to spend time with God. And as we have this secret place, as we have this inner room, that's not enough. God wants us to develop this unceasing prayer. So we have this unceasing sense of thanksgiving. You know, when you're hedged in prayer, when you have this life that continually talks to God, it saves you from a world of trouble because your focus is on God. Why does carnality creep in? Why does anxiety creep in? Why does anger and vengeance, why do these things creep in? And you know why? Because we are having these times of prayer with God that we're hanging up the phone and then we go back to what we want to do. And sometimes if we're honest, if I'm honest with myself and, and you're honest with yourself, sometimes the reason why we hang up the phone with God is because we don't want to listen and we want to do what we want to do. And so into it, in addition to having this up, this inner room type of prayer, we're supposed to pray continuously as we go through life. And so Paul will tell the believers in Thessalonica to rejoice always. All right, let's get into the word of God. We're going to go to uh, 1 Thessalonians um, chapter 5, and then we're going to go uh, into uh, Philippians chapter 4. So first we're in 1 Thessalonians uh, 5, and this is what uh, the, the apostle Paul says to the church at Thessalonica. He tells them to rejoice always. He tells them to pray constantly. He tells them to give thanks in everything, for this is God's will 
for you in Christ Jesus. And then we go over to Philippians chapter 4 and we read verses 6 and 7. And the Bible says this, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which pass surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So when we're looking at what the Apostle Paul said to the church at Thessalonica, um, he tells them that their life is supposed to be about this continuous prayer. We pray without ceasing. We give thanks in all circumstances. And he says, why? Because this is God's will for you. It is outside the will of God for us not to communicate with our Heavenly Father on a consistent, constant basis. Pray without ceasing. The little interpretation is to pray without stopping. Praying constantly can be viewed as this type of prayer when we learn to develop this ongoing relational conversation with God throughout our day. To pray without ceasing in a continual conversation with God does not mean that we sprint off to the smallest closet at work or run to the bathroom and stall in a store and pray for every few moments. We don't drop to our knees and pray during a business meeting or a class lecture. And we certainly don't close our eyes and pray while we're driving. What does it mean to pray constantly? It's so for us to train ourselves to have this attitude of prayer in which we talk and we listen to God through silent prayers and quiet prayers where no one's around and we get into the word of God throughout our busy days. It's about driving and talking to God. It's about uh, taking a walk and talking to God. This continual prayer allows us to do something. It allows us to step, to, to keep in step with and follow what the Holy Spirit is telling us throughout our day. Galatians 5.25 talks about that. Remember, Prayer is a dialogue. It's not supposed to be this one-sided conversation that's dominated by us. Um, Janet Hagenberg, she writes this in a book called The Critical Journey. She says this, I describe prayer now as listening to God or experiencing God's presence. Remember, be quick to be silent. Be slow to speak. So think about this. You know, if we were engaging in a conversation in a coffee shop and, and you see you see this sometimes at a diner. I, I definitely have seen it where there's two people that are sitting together and one person is domineering the conversation and the other person can't get a word in. And, you know, for me, that's difficult. I, I love to talk. And, and, I, and I love it when people ask me questions and I'm able to answer. And sometimes I answer too quickly without realizing that they want to have a dialogue or a further discussion about this. And maybe that's because I'm from New York or maybe just because I may actually have the answer. But the issue is that someone wants to build a relationship, not just hear a one-sided conversation. And God doesn't just want to hear from us. And you know, God doesn't just want us to hear from him and not have a dialogue back. God wants us to pray as he speaks to us through his word. So this continuous prayer leads to joy. Because remember, Paul says, rejoice always. By learning and, and to, to have this attitude of prayer means that we learn to express our joy to God because we're talking to him throughout the entire day. So rather than having this, this idea that we just recall joyful things when things are going bad, that we should have this continual time. So as we have this secret place and we're talking to God, that we have joy throughout the day as well. So continual prayer also helps us overcome the troubles of every day. And we talked about that in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 34. The Apostle Paul, he'll write instructions to the church. Remember what he says in Philippians chapter 4. Don't be anxious for anything. 
Why? But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, see, is where it all comes together. The peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. See, the peace of God is way more than just having comfort. The peace of God is not only something that we normally can't understand because it's not part of our daily journey. It's also something that when we remove the carnality and we move into the spiritual aspect of our life, this is what allows us to have God keep our minds and our hearts. Having peace causes us to stay in the center of God's will. And so for me, for what, I had to, what I've learned on this journey that I'm going through right now during this new season of life, uh, of, of not um, you know, being in a pulpit uh, this morning and, and listening to God's word uh, being spoken by, by someone else and, and, and just being a part of a congregation, um, you know, it's something that I don't understand. It's something that I'm not used to. Um, it also is something that I need God to give me peace. And it's not just comfort. It's not just, you know, woe is me. They did me wrong. And No, it's not that. You know, you know what it is? It's me being able to have God protect my heart and to protect my, 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 my mind while he's helping me and my family to heal. And so for me, that, that literally is me not having uh, thoughts of anger or thoughts of vengeance or, 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 th or thoughts of, of, of me needing myself to, to, uh, to guard my reputation. God, God will do that for me. And so I have to understand that God is working behind the scenes. God is working in, in my life, in the life of my family, in the life of the pastor of the church that we're going to now. And the same thing's true for you. God's working this morning. God will work this morning if you allow him to. He'll allow you to have this peace that you don't really understand. And so that also helps us to subside the anxiety and helps the the. the the idea of us um, having to always have a default of, of being anxious, it all can subside when we have this peace. It's not just about comfort. It's allowing God to guide your heart and to guide your mind. And so as we go through uh, today and as we go through this week, our circumstances, remember, they can change at any moment. And anxiety for some of us, that's going to be our natural uh, default response. For me, anxiety has taken over my life from uh, the beginning of January to now. Everything. I I'm wondering on my phone what the next ding is going to be or what what's the next thing that's going to, or when the other shoe's going to drop or, or whatever it is. Anxiety has just, has just kind of ravaged um, everything about me. And, and, and in a way, I believe God has done that in order to help me take a step back, help with narcissism, help with this egocentric that, you know, that, that, that I'm the man and people want to listen to me and I, and I lead an organization. No, God has stripped that away from me in order for me to start realizing, hey, he's the one that's on the throne. He's the one that meets me in the secret room. He's the one that meets me in these, in these anxious moments in order for us to realize that in the path of anxiety and fear and worry, prayer, prayer, not anxiety, prayer needs to be our natural response. And so by praying without ceasing, we can turn to God and we turn all our cares to him because he genuinely, like first Peter five, seven says, he genuinely cares for us.
You know, as children of God, we don't have to allow fear to fill our hearts. We're allowed to trust God. And so this continual prayer that we're talking about allows us to cultivate an attitude of thankfulness and gratefulness. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, Paul tells us to give thanks without uh, thinking about the problems in our life. He says to give thanks in all circumstances. So in Philippians 4, 6, you see Paul telling us that prayer is supposed to be with thanksgiving. Remember, offering thanks to God is not just merely some religious exercise where we write down the three or four things that we want to be thankful for in that moment. As children of God, we offer thanksgiving for blessings, and we thank God for the blessings throughout the whole day. And so think about this. Continual prayer helps us to live with God every moment of our life. Like we saw in week one, Jesus instructs us to pray over our daily bread because prayer is way more than just rushing through a list of things that we want God to do. Prayer is inviting God to continually be involved in our daily circumstances, into our hopes, into our dreams, into our pain that we're feeling. Prayer isn't just a way of us working out a grocery list of things that we want God to do. Prayer is us wanting God to be in our life, not wanting him to perform for us. So here's what I want you to do this week. And start today. Stop saying amen. And you go, hey, Rob, I understand you're not on the pulpit that much anymore. I get it. But what's this all no amen? What is that all about? Because we use amen, not the way that it's supposed to be used. Amen isn't the may it be so that it's supposed to be. We've made amen the hang-up of our conversation with God. So stop telling God goodbye. And let's start really seeing what God wants for us this week. Continually talk to God. Hey, I hope this helps you as you get ready for church. Pray for your pastor that's about to speak. Pray for the worship team that's about to lead. Hey, pray for one another. Pray for the person on the right and the left of you. Pray for the person sitting in your seat. Man, I'm praying that God changes our life today based on the preaching of his word and our continual prayer life. Hey, I love you guys so much. Have a great Sunday. God bless you.